Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Today, we are here to discuss Saquon Barkley and his upcoming extension or contract, whatever it might look like. This is going to be an interesting situation for the Giants. Now, we do know that the salary cap increased quite substantially um, from last year and, you know, the TV rights, all the big money coming into the league. It's definitely a good situation for the Giants to be in in terms of having some financial freedom in the near future. Obviously, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley are the prominent figures that they do need to re-sign uh, or at least consider re-signing. So Saquon is one of those guys that's like, okay, how much do you value a running back? Is it worthwhile to invest heavily in the position? You know, traditionally teams, notably the Bills, you know, where um, you know, even look at the Chiefs where Mike Kafka comes from or you look at where Joe Shane and Brian Dable come from. They don't invest heavily at the, at the running back position. You look at what the Chiefs, they went and got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and they don't even use him anymore. So it's like, you know, they spent a first-round pick on a running back and he now they have Isaiah Pacheco who's like literally a, a late-round pick who's running crazy and they really like him and he's being really productive for them. Um, so it's interesting to see how you can get a lot of value out of running backs. But Saquon Barkley is a different kind of animal, right? He is uh, a game changer. He's a guy, he's not going to run crazy five, like six, seven yards per carry every time, but he'll take one 70 yards to the house or he'll take two for 40 yards in a game. And those breakout plays can be the difference between winning and losing football games. And when you have that type of player on your roster, traditionally, you don't want to get rid of explosive playmakers. And so you want to obviously add them to the equation, getting yourself a wide receiver one in addition to Saquon. That's what we always hoped OBJ and Saquon would be back in the day. We were so excited about OBJ and Saquon playing together, and we really not to, we didn't get to see that for a long period of time, and it's unfortunate. But the Giants have an opportunity to put those two things together once again. You know, it's not going to be OBJ as the wide receiver one, but it could be another option. You know, if they go and get a Brandon Ayuk, or if they manage to trade for a T. Higgins. You know, we're going to talk about all those guys in depth this offseason. And Anthony's coming off a really good film breakdown of Ayuk. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure to do that as well. But Saquon Barkley, how much is he worth? How much do the Giants give him? The franchise tag is a really good option right now. We're going to discuss why that could be the best option for this team. But Anthony, before we dive into it, how do you do today, my friend? Doing great. Excited to talk to him. Saquon Barkley just wrote an article about this. So got a good amount of knowledge over the whole franchise tag situation. And I think that it's something the Giants are going to want to consider pretty heavily because if you go into this offseason without franchise tagging Saquon Barkley, well, we know that the Giants and Saquon are, they have quite a bit of distance between where the Giants want his salary number to be and where Saquon wants his salary number to be. So if it takes them long enough to negotiate this contract where we're, we're getting to the point where he's going to become an impending unrestricted free agent. That's why the franchise tag is so important because that's the last thing that both parties want. Saquon Barkley says he wants to be a giant for life. The New York Giants want to retain him. There's no shot that the Giants are going to let him become an unrestricted free agent. So it's either they get that deal done within the next month or he gets franchise tagged and the Giants continue to negotiate throughout the offseason and into the summer. And I think that's really what's going to happen here. I don't think there's going to be a huge rush on signing Saquon Barkley from the Giants standpoint because they have other more important contracts to hand out. Daniel Jones being the first and foremost. You have to lock down your quarterback position before anything else. And for the Giants who feel like they just got their franchise quarterback in Daniel Jones, they're going to prioritize that contract over Saquon Barkley's and probably circle back around to Saquon Barkley's later on. And I think that's the flexibility that the franchise tag affords you. Because under the franchise tag, you're guaranteeing that Saquon Barkley is under contract for the 
2023 season. Now, there's also other tags to mention, Alex, and this is something that I'm curious to hear your thoughts on. There's the transition tag as well, which is actually a cheaper cap hit for the upcoming season, but it allows Saquon Barkley to negotiate with other teams, and there's a, a potential to gain some picks in there as well from the Giants' standpoint if he were to sign with another team, and it makes him a restricted free agent, meaning they can match the salary uh, contract offers that he gets from other teams. So there's a lot of options that the Giants have here, but first and foremost, I think the first step here is to franchise tag Saquon Barkley, keep those exclusive negotiating rights, and ensure that he is under contract for this upcoming season. Yeah, so here's the thing. I'm not giving Saquon Barkley $16 million. I don't even want to give him $15 million, right? That's too much for me. $14 million is already pushing the envelope. Um, I would love 12 12 is like my sweet spot. I think that I don't want to give him Christian McCaffrey money. I don't want to give – I wouldn't give any running back or maybe one or two, maybe like, I don't know, Derrick Henry. Like there's not many I'd give that much money to, especially one that has – is coming off two – a couple of years of injury-prone play and, you know, one bounce-back season. I, I just don't trust the health. You know, it's not that I don't love Saquon Barkley. It's that I just don't trust any running back to stay healthy. And, and I think that's kind of a general consensus around the league. Like that's why there's not a lot invested in this position because there's such a – it's such a fluid spot that's always moving, always changing. If Saquon stays healthy – it's hard to project that he will remain healthy the rest of his tenure with the Giants. Uh, but when he is healthy, we all know he is an impact player and he's capable of doing some great things for this team. Now, he's coming off a season where he ran for 1,312 yards. He broke his career best of 1,307 back in his rookie season. Um, finally made another Pro Bowl, the second in his career over five seasons. Um, you know, holds in a pretty solid number of yards, 338 receiving yards. So not his best and third best in his career. Um, he didn't score a receiving touchdown this is this season either. We did have um, 10 rushing touchdowns, which was one shy of his rookie uh, record. So I'll tell you what, Sikwa Barkley, we know what he's going to do. He's going to provide great abilities in the on the run game. He's going to provide a much better um, quality of run blocking, um, or rather pass blocking, you know, from that running back position because he did get a lot better in that category. That was a major vulnerability, a major weakness of his in the past. They did manage to coach that into him, so I'm really happy to see that he took a big stride in that direction uh, positively. Uh, but when you're looking at his worth, right? This is where it's so hard to determine. He came out and said, I'm not looking to break the bank. I'm not looking to get a reset the market. I'm looking for a fair, reasonable contract. I'm not looking to be, you know, McCaffrey money, whatever it might be. Now, we do know that the Giants offered him $12 million per season and he rejected it, right? He rejected it. So this is the thing. The Giants want to do right by Saquon. He's a leader in the clubhouse. They want to be loyal to him. He's one of their own. He's a great culture fit. You know, he obviously is productive on the football field. If you add other weapons and a better offensive line into the mix, he's going to get even better um, as more attention kind of is allocated elsewhere. Uh, the question is, why do you why do you think the Giants should use um, a transition or franchise tag? Personally, franchise tag is awesome, right? $10.1 million for a running back this year. And then you get to see if Saquon can remain positive in terms of the health department. If he can maintain his health, the $10 million is a great, you know, way to keep the cap hit down and, you know, prove to himself and the Giants that he can maintain his health throughout the rest of his career, at least for the next couple seasons, and show that his his body is back to 100%. And we don't have to run the risk of overpaying a guy that's going to be injured in the future. You know, that's a really big fear of mine. I think all you guys can agree. We all love Saquon, but I'm scared shitless that he's going to get injured again. Um, and we're going to be down this player and 15 whatever million dollars that we're paying him on a yearly basis. That's a really big fear of mine. Anthony, I'm sure you agree with that as well. So, you know, when you're looking at the franchise tag, they offered him $12 million. He said no, or his agents said no. They want more than that. 
$10 million. They, I, I don't think the Giants would prefer to go the route of the franchise tag, but if all else fails, I would not be surprised if they went in that direction. And the question is, would Saquon sit out? Would he Would he say, I'm not showing up if I'm playing on the franchise tag? Or would he show up and say, I'm doing what's best for my team? You know, whatever it might be. I'm going to be the better man, a bigger man. I'm going to put it on the field. I'm going to I'm gonna justify an extension. Maybe they get it done at the halfway point of the season and they give him a little bit more guaranteed. You know, Anthony, what are your thoughts on this? I don't think they're, they, they offered him 12. He rejected Offering him 10 and locking him in against his will may not be the best way to go, um, but financially, it's the best option for the Giants. So there's different variables here that kind of impact their decision-making one way or another. What do you think about that? Listen, Saquon Barkley's not playing on the franchise tag. I, I could almost bet my house on that. Like, I could bet everything on the fact that Saquon Barkley's not going to risk his career playing on that franchise tag. It's a one-year contract. It doesn't give him any long-term financial uh, insurance. There's nothing to it that says, I'm going to play on this and risk my whole career for Saquon Barkley. That's just not a good idea for him. He says that he doesn't want the Giants to franchise tag, and he said it would upset him, and he thinks that it would upset anybody. He doesn't want to see it get to that point. So he's hoping that the Giants can work out a deal and have him long-term signed on to the team. But if they place that franchise tag on him, since he already said it would upset him, and when you look at his injury history that you just mentioned, Alex, it makes no sense for Saquon Barkley to play on that franchise tag because if he were to get hurt again on the franchise tag, well, the next year he'd be an unrestricted free agent with no long-term financial security and no market to get that contract that he would have gotten this offseason. So for his long-term financial security, it doesn't make any sense for him to play on the franchise tag in 2023. So when you look at it, the franchise tag is really just a negotiating tool. It just makes it so that Saquon Barkley cannot negotiate with any other teams because when you place an exclusive franchise tag, if you were to negotiate with another team, then he's broken the terms of that contract and he's in trouble. So what would happen is the Giants would place that tag and it would just make sure that he is that they have contractual rights to negotiate with him. And that's really all that it provides the Giants. It doesn't mean that they get him on a reduced salary for the 2023 season because he's not playing on that salary. He wants 12. The salary, the franchise tag being a $10 million salary, it doesn't get it done. The franchise tag is just a negotiating tool. And when you look at what Saquon Barkley wants to get, which is probably 14 to 16, I think that the Giants are hoping to meet in the middle at that 13 or 14 mark. But that 16 mark seems out of the question for Joe Shane, by the way he was talking at the end of season press conference. And so I think that what's likely going to happen is the Giants are going to, as soon as the franchise tag window opens, place that tag on Saquon Barkley and that'll do two things for them. First of all, it'll let them focus all their attention on Daniel Jones. They can go ahead, get deep into negotiations with Jones and his representatives and get that deal done without having to worry about the Saquon Barkley contract. And then once that completes, the second thing that the franchise tag, tag does for them is if that deal that with Daniel Jones takes a while to get done and we're at the point where we're in the middle of free agency, Saquon Barkley still can't negotiate with anybody else so they can wait as long as they want to go ahead and sign him to that long-term deal. I mean, there is a certain deadline to making the, the extension, but they have a lot more time to get the deal done. So it really just affords the Giants time, and time is money here, especially when you're talking about contract negotiations. So I think that the Giants would be wise to place the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley because you don't want him to go out there and negotiate with other teams because there are teams with a lot of cap space. Who knows? Maybe the Chicago Bears, they technically have a need at running back. They have like $100 million in salary cap space, something ridiculous like that. What if they see Saquon Barkley out on the open? 
open market and say, hey, we want to give you that $16 million per year. The Giants don't want to see that happen. So they're going to franchise tag him, make sure he can't negotiate with any other teams, and hopefully get the deal done before the start of the regular season. But if this deal were to not get done before the start of the regular season, then I do not think that he would play on that franchise tag unless it would be franchise tag for this year, but they negotiate before the season starts to have him on a new contract starting the following year. And even then, that's rare. You don't see that happen. So the deal's got to get done sooner rather than later. And Saquon Barkley is going to make sure that he gets what he's owed. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable perspective. I think that using the franchise tag as a tool in negotiations is probably better than forcing him into that role and forcing him into this contract where he doesn't want to be there. And, you know, he would be upset. I'd be upset. You know, after rejecting $12 million and the Giants giving me offering me $10 million, I'd be like, hey, you're just using this leverage. Now I'm pissed off. You, you pissed off one of your leaders. You're pissed off a captain. You pissed off a guy who everybody respects and is coming off a really good season. Um, the question is... How much more does he want? You know, over $12 million. $14 million is pushing it a lot for me. I don't want to give Saquon $14 million per season. Can we let him walk at $14 million? I, I, I don't, I think it could go either way. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it could either be um, a bad thing or a good thing. And, and you know, it's just tough, man. What, what is your maximum you'd be willing to give Saquon right now? Because $14 million is pushing it. I think thirteen would be my max personally. Listen, I think that the Giants are probably going to have to give him at least 14. Listen, if they're if they're offering 12 and that's like a flat out no, he rejected that. I mean, when you look at it, he's probably trying to get that 15 to 16 million. So the Giants are probably going to have to settle on that 13 and a half, 14. Me personally, Alex, you know where I stand with running backs paying them. I mean, go look at the the Dallas Cowboys. That team has a bad offensive line now, and they only have one receiving weapon because they have all that money tied up in their backfield with Ezekiel Elliott, who, once he got that contract, started aging rapidly and losing everything that made him the talented player that he was, right? So now Dallas is kind of screwed, paying this washed-up running back a bunch of money and not having the money to spend to improve their offensive line, improve WR2 and in the slot. So that's kind of been the problem for Dallas. That's an in-division story that the Giants can look at and say, maybe it's not the best idea to overpay a running back. And I think that there's many different cases where that has been true. So for the Giants, personally, I wish he would have accepted that 12. Maybe they continue to, to negotiate. They convince him to take the $12 million. But personally, I don't think that's even a possibility at this point. And I think that it's going to be at least 13 and a half. But that's probably where I draw the line, 13 and a half, because when you look at these other running backs and you look at the top teams, go look at the top running back salaries, Alex, minus Christian McCaffrey, find me a really successful team that's going deep in the playoffs, right? It's, you're going to you're gonna have a tough time finding it. I mean, Joe Mixon, but if you look at what Bengals fans are saying, they want Joe Mixon cut, like immediately. They want to get he that salary awful. off the books so that they he can pay terrible. Joe Burrow, pay T. Higgins, and also pay Jamar Chase. They got all that mm -hmm. offensive talent to pay, and the running back is the one that they're just like, screw that we don't want to pay him we don't need him and they're absolutely right t higgins jamar chase and joe burrow are infinitely more valuable than joe mixon and honestly for the giants if they were to go make a trade for a t higgins for brandon Ayuk, or draft a receiver in the first round plus daniel jones those guys will be more valuable than saquon barkley because of what they mean in a modern nfl offense versus what a running back means in a modern nfl offense so saquon barkley game changer difference maker he definitely won the giants numerous games 
games this season with his legs. He was a force to be reckoned with in the early portion of the season, but we all noticed how his play kind of dropped off towards the second second half of the season, and a lot of that has to do with the wear and tear of the running back position. That's why Saquon Barkley has been injured so many times. It is the most injury-prone position in the sport. And it has the shortest shelf life. So if you're signing Saquon Barkley to a five-year deal right now, it's probably the last long-term contract he can ever see in his career versus making an investment in a quarterback who's probably got two or three more long-term extensions on their deal if they are a franchise quarterback. So again, it's a very nuanced conversation. Alex, I gave you a really long answer, but in summary... I wouldn't really want to go higher than $13.5 million for Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. though I th- have a feeling that the Giants are going to cave and probably give him at least 14 Yeah, I mean, look, playing devil's advocate, uh, because I think it's a worthwhile discussion to have, look at what the Eagles are doing, right? Miles Sanders is like the ugly brother of Saquon Barkley, you know, both coming from Penn State. Miles Sanders is a, f- a fraction of the talent that Saquon Barkley is, um, but... Miles Sanders had a really good year. Why? Because the Eagles have the best offensive line in football, right? So playing devil's advocate, you could take that $14 million and invest it in a legitimate all-pro level guard. You could get two starting level, pretty above average starting level players uh, for the price that would be paying Saquon Barkley. You can get a a fresh, a new center um, that's a quality center and a left guard who's probably a Pro Bowl caliber player uh, for that same price, right? So, you know, there's an argument to make that you could roll that money over into the offensive line, and that offensive line is going to help everybody, right? It's going to help a running back, whoever the Giants have a running back in the future. Let's just play another universe. We're playing, like, the theor- the theoretical game um, of what another another team would look like. If the Giants let Saquon Barkley go and reinvested that money into the offensive line, uh, given there were free agents to actually plug into these positions, you know, obviously it, there, there could not be, um, but let's just say there are. You know, you could plug an all-pro level guard into left guard. You could... Find yourself a really solid center who, you know, is better than John Feliciano or Nick Gates traditionally and, you know, locks it down for the foreseeable future. And those two players will probably help Daniel Jones a lot more um, just in terms of having a better pocket, which in turn helps the receiving game. The receivers have more time to get open. The tight ends have more time to get open. The running backs have better running lanes to to work with and, and, you know, better yards per carry. So I guess the question here, um, Anthony, is – would you rather have a running back who averages five yards per carry because he churns out those five-yard runs every single time? Or would you rather have a running back that gets stopped like, you know, two yards per carry but then, you know, has two or three big runs a game like Saquon does that equates to about five or six yards per carry? It's a really interesting discussion to have. Like, I'm not, I'm not, this is not supposed to put Saquon down. It's just more so about to talk about the differences and different styles of running and which ones are more valuable and how investing in an offensive line, like, look, the Giants could theoretically go, okay, you know what, let's just draft the running back in the mid-rounds that runs hard, churns out yardage. We invest in our offensive line, which helps Daniel Jones in the pocket, helps the receivers get downfield, and we have more explosive plays and 20-plus yards downfield, and I think that's a a variable the Giants need to improve upon moving forward. Um, You could argue that two... 20-plus yard throws downfield a game, which is more than what we had last season, is the equivalent of Saquon breaking off two big runs a game. You know what I mean? Like, there are different ways to kind of, you know, just theorize things and put it together to equate whatever number of production uh, that Saquon was, you know, putting on the field last season. And then you also eliminate the health variable that is a big concern for both of us. So, you know, we're playing devil. This sounds like an anti-Saquon Barkley episode, but it's not. We're just talking about the alternatives to what, 
this money could do for us if we'd let him go. Do I want to keep Saquon? Absolutely. You know, I think he's a phenomenal player. He's a phenomenal guy. He's a great fit to this culture. He's a great fit in this locker room. Everybody respects him. He's coming off a phenomenal year. He's an explosive playmaker. They, the Giants really can't afford to lose a guy like that when we don't have anyone else that can do that, those type of things for us. But alternatively, you look at the offensive line, a position that's traditionally been really tough for us, and you invest the money there, and it helps everybody as well. So, you know, it's it's tough to it's tough to kind of decide. This is a really difficult decision for the Giants. Joe Shane has himself in a bit of a pickle here. But at the end of the day, I do think you're right, and I think that they do cave and they give him thirteen point five, fourteen million dollars per season because you know he is he is worth that much to the team off the field, and that is tough to measure in terms of a quantitative you know number. So you know, what are you thinking about the alternatives? In terms of the alternatives, I think what you're what you're getting at here in terms of rushing style with a running back who falls forward for a few yards here and there rather than having those big plays every game. Listen, Saquon Barkley has gotten a lot better at that, and I think that's one of the things that's actually risen his uh, contract valuation, right? Because a few years ago when Saquon Barkley was just the home run hitter, yes, he was amazing, but he was clearly a flawed back. Now he still hits those home runs, but he does fall forward for the ugly yardage. I mean, look to that touchdown you know, the the two-yard rushing touchdown in the playoffs against the Vikings. Those plays you see a lot more frequently out of Saquon Barkley where there's a defensive tackle in the hole and he just puts his head down and runs him over and gains what's there. Now, it's different there because it was on the goal line. He got the touchdown, but that's just an example of that style of running that we've seen from Saquon Barkley. I think that he did that a lot more frequently this year rather than trying to bounce it outside, uh, go away from his blocks and make something happen. He's been a lot more patient. He's been a lot better at following his blocks and going through his uh, through the motions of getting downfield, getting to the second level, and then making guys miss rather than making them miss in the backfield. I think Saquon Barkley has really improved upon that. And really what it comes down to is offensive line play. If you're talking about those running backs who are just gaining a couple yards a pop, you know, they're, they're falling forward for two to three yards every single play, maybe five yards every single play, but they're not necessarily breaking off any big time runs. A lot of that just has to do with the offensive line. And yes, that is the question, Alex, because when you are paying a mid-round running back that you that you hit on in the, in the middle rounds of the draft who gives you solid production say say you find someone in the third round who's really really good right you're paying him a third round contract you're paying him a very very low salary that money goes into your guard that money goes into your uh, center that money goes into your uh, tackle like it just goes across the offensive line and that in turn bolsters your stats of your running back that increases the production of your running back and also your quarterback so it's just about how much you value each position where you want to allocate the funds and that's what Joe Shane needs to decide how much money does he want allocate to Saquon how much does he want to allocate to the center and the guard positions and of course to tackles because we know that Andrew Thomas has a new contract coming up rather quickly so there's a lot to it but with Saquon Barkley I don't mind his playing style. I think he's become a lot more of a seasoned running back who can do it all now. He's not just a home run hitter. I, I do appreciate the way that he runs and finds the ugly yardage now uh, that he's in the fourth season of his career. So with Saquon Barkley, I'm not too worried about that and about the differences and alternatives. The only alternative to me is can you find someone who's significantly cheaper but give you the same output in rushing production? And that's a really tough thing to do. To find someone who can rush for 1,000 yards per year on a really cheap salary, you're not going to find it. You're going to have to pay some money. And the question is just how much money do the Giants want to pay? And do they want to give a mega salary uh, increase and a mega extension to one of the best running backs in football? And if they decide that they do, for all the reasons that you mentioned, Alex, he's a game changer, he's a dynamic playmaker, he does more than just run the football, and he does a lot off the field as a leader in the community, all that stuff, 
maybe the Giants are going to look at all of those things together and say this is worth it. He is a worthwhile investment. And I do think that at the end of the day, that's the conclusion they're going to come to. And Saquon Barkley will be a New York Giant for at least the next three to five seasons. Yeah, I mean, end of the day, I think what we've kind of boiled down to is Saquon Barkley is the epitome of like being of, of what a giant is supposed to be. You know what I mean? He is class. All around, the guy is just pure class. And I think that there is something to be said about the value of having someone who's not a distraction, like you said, builds back into the community, feeds back into this the fan base. Um, he puts it all on the field. He leaves it all on the field. He plays injured. He does whatever he's got to do. He had the shoulder in- injury this year. He had the neck injury this year. He did not stop playing, even when we, he was in pain. You got to respect that type of effort. Um, you got to respect what he did for this team when it mattered most, especially early in the season. He was a monster against the Tennessee Titans in Week One. He was the reason that we won that game. Um, like you said, he his like I guess there, there's not necessarily a stat in football that like projects wins, but you have like you know WAR and baseball wins above replacement. Like there are variables in other sports that give you an idea of how many wins this player added. Um, but I'd be willing to say that without Saquon Barkley, this team probably didn't win three or four of those games that they did win. You know what I mean? Like that's how impactful he was. And the Giants don't make the playoffs without him. So I think that when you're looking at his pure value, pairing him with a wide receiver one would really take this offense to the next level, which goes to show like I, I kind of feel like the Giants are going to draft a receiver in the first round to pair with Saquon a lot of attention will be kind of spread around Bellinger going into his second season Juan Dale coming back from injury Hodgins breaking out maybe you keep Shepard around you invest some capital into the offensive line again I feel like that's a good a good thing you know the Giants were about average in offense this year in terms of points per game they were one of the best in terms of red zone production this team is trending in the right direction with no talent you got to keep what you have invest that that 25th overall pick in a receiver whether it's Jackson and Juba um you know there's a bunch of like uh, tra- like there's a guy Flowers um there, there's a couple of receivers we're going to break down this offseason that could be a good fit for this Giants team um but nonetheless getting rid of one of your only playmakers on offense is definitely not advisable at this point in time I think it was worthwhile to discuss the alternatives what the Giants could do in another realm um with that money but I think the conclusion that we've come to here is that letting Saquon go only hurts this team and it hurts them in a pretty big way but with that being said we do not want to pay him record-breaking money I think 13.5 like you mentioned I could be on board I mean 13 is like a lot for me like I feel like that's as far as I'm willing to go if they if they sell that 13.5 like whatever you know 500k is not the end of the world the, the, the cap's going up so much um he's that impactful off the field you know there's a lot of value he does bring to this team in a, in a myriad of different ways but you know guys I'd love to hear your perspectives below in the YouTube comments this is a really interesting discussion I know a lot of you guys probably agree that Saquon Barkley should remain a giant and we are we're on the same boat we think that Saquon should stay but there's a limit to how much money that we have to actually spend on him because it does get a little bit risky because of the running back position, because of the injuries he's had in the past. And he even referenced them himself. He knows he's coming off two years of injury play and injured play. So, you know, he, he agrees that he can't be the one to reset the market. A reasonable, fair deal to keep him with the Giants is something that I'm very much on board with. I just hope that that was true because he didn't, he definitely put his agents in a spot where you know, he kind of hurt their leverage because they're wanting, they want to get as much money as possible because they get paid from that as well. You know what I mean? And, and they want to milk the Giants for every last penny. But the fact that he went out and said that means that he wants to stay here. And we want players that want to be with the Giants. Um, so I feel as though, you know, 13.5, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, it's definitely pushing my limits. 13 would be ideal for me. 
Um, but hopefully he can stay healthy and prove, you know, that every penny we invest in him is worthwhile because the guy healthy is, is definitely a playmaker and having, having other ways to feed other players to feed the football to will actually keep him healthy guys. You know what I mean? That's something we haven't even touched on. If you get a wide receiver one, if you get guys that are just consistently producing and staying healthy, they're changing the MetLife turf next year. It will force the Giants to spread the ball out. And Saquon Barkley not touching the ball 30 times a game is what's going to keep him healthy. Early in the season, he was he was the workhorse. They overworked him, and he got injured because of it. If they can just ease that entire workload, if they can balance it out, they can maintain his health. And that's going to be what uh, his entire contract is predicated on. The Giants know that they have to keep him healthy, and the one way to do that is to get some players who they can spread the football around and can take some of the load off of his shoulders. So definitely curious to hear your thoughts, as always, in the YouTube comments, my friends. Kind of talk like 30 minutes about Saquon Barkley, which I think is justifiable because this is a really big decision for the Giants to make. But as always, make sure to like and subscribe. As always, have a fantastic rest of your day, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.